in to the End the Money podcast for Saturday, October 23rd at Keeneland. Tom Leach along with Jim Goodman, Keeneland's Director of Wagering Development, to take a look at a really nice card on Saturday. And it includes two stakes races that are both in the late pick four, which is $300,000 guaranteed. Uh, Jim, let's jump in to race seven, the Perryville Stakes. Three-year-old Phillies going seven furlongs. Where did you land here? I landed a lot of places. Uh, this is a tough race. We um, we started to put it in the, in the cost country pick five, but we used the last three races with two really good races from Belmont. As you'll see as we go through here, those are full fields. This one's nine horses. I can make a case for about five of them. I think Pipeline for Chad Brown going to be the favorite off that maiden win at Saratoga, but it's really tough to jump up from a maiden effort to a stakes race, even though it's not graded. This one could be graded very soon. A lot of horses with 90 buyers. This one had a 97 the last two times out. So got to look at Pipeline for Chad Brown. Soup and Sandwich on the inside. Mark Cassian this was, has, should have this one ready. <clears throat> the Kentucky Derby was his last experience. Been working great since then at Churchill Downs. Boca Boy for Cheryl Weinball. Doesn't bring me horses here, but really a nice trainer for Martin uh, Pedroza. A couple of 90 buyers in the pocket. He's my honey badger for Brad Cox. Always got to put Brad in there. And Cool Quest for Brian Lynch. I think Pipeline's going to be the favorite, but uh, I can go a lot of different ways here. All picking time for uh, Kelly Breen uh, coming off the Gallup Mob at Parks. So, uh, wide open race to start to pick four. Ended up going on soup and sandwich. Uh, the workouts <coughs> screen that this one is ready to go. And he won first time out back in January, so that tells you they can get him ready to run off works. He was second in a grade one Florida Derby. Gets Tyler Gaffleon, who's having a fantastic meet. So I think that uh, Soup and Sandwich is going to be my pick. I know I did talk to Mark Cassie, the trainer. He's not wild about the one hole for his horse here, uh, going seven furlongs. But uh, he's got enough speed, I think, that uh, he can handle it. I took picking time next uh, off that second and the grade two gallon Bob. Those last two races really been uh, wake-ups, and uh, this one uh, maybe is just a three-year-old that all of a sudden the, everything clicked. And the nine runway magic I'm going to uh, throw into the mix. 86 buyer last time in the second start off the layoff, and it was also the second start since moving into Tommy Drury's barn. And uh, if this horse makes another move forward, he could be right there. And then Pipeline just off those 297s. Now, you know, he was in Maiden Company last time. Now he's got to face winners and I think maybe uh, could be vulnerable. So I'm hoping that they make most of the wagers on Pipeline and I can get maybe a little price on Soup and Sandwich, a little better price than maybe uh, I'm, I'm thinking I might get. So we'll see. But Soup and Sandwich. The uh, eighth race is the middle leg of the Keeneland Turf Pick 3. It's a it's an allowance race, essentially non-winners of four other than, going a mile and a 16th for three-year-olds and up. And uh, I settle on big agenda here. I'm going to single them, actually, when we get to the pick four. It's, to me, either big agenda or if you don't single him, then you have to go deep because I think there are a lot of uh, other options to consider. But big agenda, it's Maker and Gaffley own. Maker's barn starting to heat up a little bit. This horse ran off by three and a half lengths to win at Kentucky Downs. Got a 94 buyer, and um, I think uh, he can be a, a major player in this spot. There's a long shot in here at 30 to 1 that I thought was a little intriguing. The two beat LeBon, uh, ran uh, against In Love last time, and had a bad break, and uh, was eighth, but only beaten eight lengths, so it wasn't like he was disgraced there. And this horse has some time form figures 
that would stack up really well against this field. And you get 30 to 1. So I'm going to yeah, do something with that one in, in a, from a wagering standpoint. Uh, and maybe I'll do another pick four ticket that includes that one. And then uh, Mr. Dumas, I thought was uh, interesting, just uh, ran a really nice race in his one start here and one uh, in back in the Ortiz barn. And uh, I think that one has some talent. How do you see race eight? I like Mr. Dumas. I thought uh, one of the angles you look for here at Keeneland is a horse that has run well over this course. And you can't run much better than a 100 buyer allowance race last year. And this horse was coming off a couple of stakes efforts. Uh, ran in the Turf Classic at Churchill and, and didn't run badly and came back uh, at an allowance level, which is what this level is, and uh, blew him away. Came from out of it. Um, has run a couple times this year, ran at Colonial, uh, had a trainer change from Maker over to John Ortiz, and John's had him in his barn for a while, and uh, ran the ACAC at Churchill and was in contention to stop the stretch and baited. So coming for grade three back to allowance, which is where he has shown in the past, uh, I'm, I'm going to take him on top. I'm going to use Big Agenda because of the uh, Kentucky Downs race last time out. Uh, also ran well the Sycamore here last year. Only got beat by three and three quarters. So, again, has has a race over the track. Argentello for Connor Murphy, who doesn't bring very many horses here at all. But uh, coming back out of the turf mile here uh, in a couple of weeks and ran okay. Got beat five lengths at 98-1. to one. Got beat by In Love. So, that's another one that comes from uh, as raced against that horse. Um uh, after the Kentucky Downs race will beat LeBond. I'm going to use beat LeBond, too. I think it's 30-1. to 1. Absolute bargain. you got to throw him in the pick four. And then Busy Channel for Larry Ravelli on the outside. Uh, ran in the Mint Million at Kentucky Downs and uh, ran okay. Uh, ran behind two Emmys in the Mr. D grade one at the uh, at Arlington. So Busy Channel is going to be on my ticket as well. Mr. Dumas is my pick in the uh, eighth race of Keeneland. Let's go to the grade two Lexus Raven Run, leg three in the pick four. It's the ninth race. It's one of my favorite races every year at the fall meet because it's three-year-old fillies going seven furlongs. It's one of their last chances to run against their own age group. So you usually get a, a big field uh, coming from all directions and well-matched and it's always a great betting race, uh, which I think is the case again here. How do you see the Lexus Raven Run? Well, it's interesting that Bill Mott brings obligatory here for this race, and I almost singled her, but the 13-hole and seven furlongs, that's no bargain. But she's coming off three grade one efforts, and she uh, almost won the acorn. Uh, got beat by search results, got beat by Bella Sophia and Super Sensational who's in this race in the test, and then ran second in the cotillion to Clarierre. So this horse has got a lot of, lot of class, and, and she settles for this it's a great race it's a great two but you know she could have fired at another grade one and bill brings her here i think he watches horses very well so i think she's got a huge shot in here i'm going to use super sensational uh off that test effort um has run behind obligatory a couple times and still beat her last time out but uh, i think super sensational fits well for mark cassie I'm going to use Scylla uh, coming here off that Saratoga effort uh, in the Prioress, where she won a grade two uh, over Super Sensational. I'm also going to use Chad Brown's lightly race. Zaino LaRob, uh, the nine-horse Johnny V takes the mount, and I'm just going to use because of Chad Brown coming off an allowance win at Saratoga at seven furlongs. But uh, Obligatory is going to be the favorite here, and I'm going to not take a stand on her, but I'm going to lean on her fairly heavily. I am going to take her stablemate, actually. Uh, I think it's one of those two. And I'm going to take Carmel Swirl. 
think she'll drift up from the morning line. I think it's seven to two. Uh, when she won here at Keeneland in the spring by 10, she looked like she could be any kind. And they immediately threw her into the grade two eight bells. And uh, it was a little too much too soon. Got a break, came back, ran a spectacular first level allowance race up at Saratoga, put her back in a stake and going two turns. And and it's Charlestown, so kind of a quirky track, and then two turns. Maybe I'm going to forgive that race for those angles and think that if she can run back to that uh, 95 or improve on it a little bit, then um, I, I think she's got a shot to beat her stablemate at a bigger price. And uh, I think this one's got a, uh, a bright future, and she's going to win a race like this sometime before long, so maybe it'll be Saturday. But I'm going to lean heavily on uh, on the two-mot uh, fillies in this spot, but also going to use Super Sensational in the pick four and Scylla just off that nice win last time. We talked to Kyler Gaffleone for the Today at Keeneland show, and he rode her that day, and he's confident that she'll handle the stretch out to two turns. And if she does, then she certainly could be competitive here. So... An outstanding renewal of the Grade 2 Lexus Raven Run. We finish up the pick four with a first-level allowance for three-year-olds and up going one mile on the turf. There's a horse, when you and I talked about the big card at Arlington, it used to be Arlington Million, it was the uh, Mr. D this time, the Beverly D, and also they had the Bruce D, which used to be the Secretariat. And it was basically a, a Grade 1 that was a dressed-up first-level allowance race or second-level allowance race. And... Um, there was a horse in there named Ginsburn that I just loved off what I had seen in the race at Ellis. And I thought the, the horse got a 79 buyer and won, and I thought was a whole lot better than he even looked on paper when you saw the race. And he goes up to Arlington, didn't get much pace to run into. Maybe it was a little too much too soon, but ran okay, ran decently. And if he can run back to what uh, I saw in that previous race at Ellis, uh, I love this horse at 5-1 at to one in here. Uh, healing with five wins on his resume, got to use. Uh, wing commander for Shug McGahee, I'm going to use. And then uh, Santon won his uh, debut by three and a half. And then I'm going to throw in Ricochet for a bit of a price. Uh, but I'm going to uh, really like Ginsburn in this spot. How about you? I like Ginsburn, but I really, really, really like healing. Uh, one of my favorite angles is taking an allowance race, which has different conditions. And this is never won a race other than maiden claiming starter or state rate allowance or have never won two races. Every horse that you mentioned, besides healing, has only won one race. And Ginsburn obviously is talented and may jump up and win this, but I'm going to take a stand with healing here. Uh, five wins, a lifetime, uh, very consistent horse. Maker takes it second, second off the layoff, ran well at Kentucky Downs, only got beat Lincoln three quarters, two uh, ran behind Ricochet by neck, got beat by Gypsy King. But second race, second race off the layoff, should improve. Uh, five wins in his pocket. I just think Gaffleyon rides the last race here for Maker. I'm going to take a stand, and my pick four is going to have healing as a single. It's funny. I was handicapping this race, and uh, I kind of have a, as, as I explained, a little bit of a thing for Ginsburn, and uh, so I'm going to go with him. But when I saw healing, and those five wins, I said, oh, Jim loves that angle. <laughs> so, You're right. Not surprised. It's a very good angle. Uh, so let's go to our uh, late pick four, which starts in race seven. What's your ticket look like? Okay, you got to go deep, deep, deep and single. So uh, uh, that's that's a good baseball play, three homers and a single. Um, 
in the first race, it'll go one, two, five, six, eight. Going to use everything. I, I don't really have a strong feeling uh, pipeline, maybe by top choice there, but one, two, five, six, eight with two, four, five, seven, eleven. And then in the ninth, I'm, I'm going to go deep again in the stakes race with three, seven. You talked me into the eight horse. I'm going to throw that horse in there. Um, uh, I didn't have on, on my on my ticket, but the other mod is always a good angle. Nine thirteen with four taking a stand with healing in the last race. So one two five six eight with two four five seven eleven with three seven eight nine thirteen five by five by five by four in the last race for sixty two dollars and fifty cents. I have a forty dollar ticket, which is one five six nine with four with three seven eight thirteen with four five six seven eight. Now, if you want to throw in that beat Laban horse that Jim and I both liked a little bit at 30 to 1, you could double the price of your pick four ticket and, and throw that one in there in the eighth race. But I'm just going to single big agenda and think maybe beat Laban could, you know, fill out a, an exacta or a try. But a $40 ticket for me. And uh, the Keeneland Turf Pick 3 actually begins in race five on the Saturday card. So you've got uh, that race and then the uh, eighth that uh, I was just talking about, and then it finishes up with the 10th race where uh, Jim and I both have some horses that uh, we, we kind of like a bit. So you could just use our, our two in the last leg if you want to trim it down. Uh, just use the, uh, the four and the five in that last leg. Really nice Saturday card. Uh, a lot of good wagering opportunities. Don't forget the, the Keeneland Turf Pick 3, the Cross Country Pick 5 that has three Keeneland races in it. And, uh, Jim, this is going to be a fun, fun day. It's going to be a fall weather day with a little chill in the air. So hope everybody has some good luck on the Saturday card at Keeneland. Best of luck to everybody, and we'll be back next week for the final week of racing at Keeneland with more editions of the In the Money podcast for KeenelandSelect.com.